Welcome to NAPA Taka Kōrero, Auckland Library's podcast series for our 2020 summer exhibition, Fun and Games. In this series, we'll talk with curators, collection experts and game players and round out the series by sharing with you some of the voices from our oral history collections as people recall the games they played as children. Welcome back to the Fun and Games podcast series. Today I'm meeting with Dave and Danielle Peck at Tamaki Pātaka Kōrero, the Central City Library, to talk about an upcoming event um, on the ground floor called Game On. Dave and Danielle are pinball champs here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and Danielle holds also the Women's World Champion title too, which is awesome. So kia ora korua. welcome to you both. Uh, thanks for coming to have a chat with me this morning. Um, it's really exciting for us at libraries to have this opportunity to have live arcade games to play and to include, of course, the classic game of pinball. Um, clearly, Dave, you're the go-to guy in Auckland for pinball. Uh, some would say so, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe you have some number of machines. Yeah, in your... we have about 130 machines scattered around Auckland. Most of them are in our house in Pukekohe. But um, we organise competitions and uh, big gatherings that at our place and uh, have the um, you try and progress the sport of competitive pinball. Wow, so is it actually an official sport, competitive pinball? Yeah, why not? The um, You know, you've got darts and you've got uh, chess playing and so why not competitive pinball? You know, there's been uh, competitive pinball competitions since the 1930s, but um, big worldwide organisations since the uh, 1980s. So uh, yeah, IFPA pinball is the uh, world governing body for pinball and um, the competitions are run in 40 countries around the world. Hmm. It's interesting you you mentioned um, you know the 1930s as a, p- a part of the history of pinball. What can you tell us about like where it came from and and something of the history of the game? Yeah, no worries. The uh, pinball started with a simple French game of bagatelle, which was just more or less rolling a ball uh, on a table and uh, hitting pins, hence the word pinball, because the ball hit the pins and dropping the balls into holes on the plate on the playing field uh, and the holes would be marked a certain amount of points and people would actually bet on these things so early pinball machines were more or less gambling devices um, <laughs> so I think Sky City should uh, rig up the whole place with bagatelles <laughs> that'd be a good look The um, and then uh, as as uh, history progressed then um, you know People put uh, electrical components into pinball machines to spice up the action a little bit. You got pop bumpers and slingshots, and the flippers uh, eventually got added to the machine in the 1950s, I believe. Right. Just going totally off the top of my head. Yeah, that's sort of you know where I kind of feel like it sits in terms of when it became like a really popular game. Would that would that be true? Yeah, that would be true. The the heyday of pinball was certainly um, more in the 60s and 70s, and then again in the early 90s. So. Um, Space Invaders took over in the 80s for a while and then you've got your home consoles took over in the late 90s with your Xboxes and everything but pinball's never gone away it's been a constant since the um, well really since the proper pinball as we know it since the 1950s It's true and it's really interesting because I remember in the 90s you know there was a computer version pinball Mm -hmm. which I just became so utterly addicted to playing (laughs) it's a very addictive sort of game isn't it? It can be yeah (laughs) um, it's 
it's a little bit different to video games where mm. video games you can master a pattern. Um, pinball, you can learn the rules. You can learn what you're supposed to do, but the ball has a habit of doing funky things. So um, a little bit different to video games in that like, the best player in the world can, talk, uh, can step up to a pinball machine and just get three balls flying straight down the middle and there's nothing you can do about it, whereas that's not going to happen in Donkey Kong, for example. No, no, because mm. it's all pre-programmed. So it is. I'm going um, to come to you, Danielle, um, to talk about the rules because I was interested um, around that. What are the kind of the rules and the skills related to pinball? That's a good question because there's such a wide variety of rule sets, there's such a wide variety of um, skills because people um, often especially people my age who don't necessarily know what pinball even is they just think and well once they do know what it is they're just like how is that skillful how can that have any skills associated with it because it's just luck but the thing is even though there is a luck component to it just like physics and whatnot and bouncing and mechanic um, you know mechanical operations of slingshots and whatnot you know things on the play field you know how it be mm. um, it's actually quite amazing the amount of different catches there are different you know passing the ball to the other flipper because it's not just about hitting shots it's about being able to control your shots and slowing it down that's a big thing I tell people, you know, be able to slow it down and do your shots because you need to know, um, especially in your rule sets, big things are multi-balls in your modes. You need to know where the mode start is, you need to know where the multi-ball is, or you need to know how to get um, your big points. And on some old games, there might even be getting the spinner or getting some bonus. Right, so actually knowing the the machine that you're on and all the different ways at which you can up, up your score because ultimately I guess that's how you you win pinball hey is with a with a high score oh definitely yes uh depending on what type of format you are doing because there are quite a few different tournament formats as well um most of them are high score formats so um and it might be in groups so you play in groups of four that's how we do it here playing groups of four and the people who get the top two scores in that group uh get no strikes and then if you get three strikes you're out because you you just need to get those high scores but it depends you know some people do um high score of the day some of those formats do exist whereas uh other formats like pin golf where you need to do something first it's like i don't know would you like to explain to uh, yeah with pin golf it's you have to obtain a goal in the game like you might want to that might be your your goal in a certain game might be to start multi-ball for example so once you've started multi-ball you've you've obtained your um your goal and uh, what is multi-ball oh right that's probably a good thing to explain well in the modern games from the uh from the 80s onwards uh most people who've played pinball in the last 20 years will know what a multi-ball is. So uh, in the old days, all pinballs just had one pinball machines, all had one pinball in them, and you belted that around for a while and got a bit of a score happening. But um, in the later machines, you've got a multi-ball function, so you'll do something on the play field to qualify some locks. You'll lock a, lock a ball into a lock, normally three balls. Uh, once you've locked your third ball, then a multi-ball will start. All three balls will fly out onto the play field. But, so you'll... Um, <laughs> You've been like playing three balls at the same time. Yeah, well, yeah. Some some machines, uh, the modern, well, anywhere from the 90s onwards, yeah, a lot of the machines had six ball multi ball, and uh, one particular machine called Apollo 13, which was uh, yeah, based around the Apollo 13 movie, that had a 13 ball multi ball, which to be honest was quite ridiculous, because um, it's just balls <laughs> flying everywhere and it just ended up into a big cluster. But the um, it was uh, it was a novelty feature anyway. But uh, yeah, multi balls are good because when you've got multi, when you've got a number of balls going on the play field, competitive players like to be in multi ball all the time because because when you've got multiple balls on the playfield, there's less chance of your one ball going down the middle. So you try and keep your balls alive as much as you can. You've got three times more scoring opportunities because you've got three more balls to hit around and hit things. So you awesome. can, um, yeah, so get to multi-ball is a, is, a, is a primary aim in a lot of pinball machines. 
Right. And so tell us about the machine that's coming here to Auckland Libraries. Okay, so what we've got coming up in here is a 1984 game called uh, from Bally, uh, which at the time were one of the biggest pinball uh, factories in the world. Um, and this is called Black Pyramid, and it's very much themed on the Indiana Jones. It's not an official Indiana Jones um, game, but clearly inspired by an uh, Indiana Jones-type adventure. And it is a... Um, single level game with no ramps but uh, a very good challenging game and always a favorite out at our house uh, i've got a main one of the main goal good looking game as well yeah. um main goal in this game is to hit the orbits uh, so your orbits are the shots that go on to the left and the right of the play field around the sides uh, on the right hand orbit you've got drop targets in a row what we call inline drop targets and if you drop those down you get two times three times and five times your bonus which is very good to get uh, and on the left hand side you keep on building up points uh, and the ultimate and it'll all spot, spot you black pyramid letters so mm. when you come in the idea is keep your shots to the left and to the right and if you hit them in the middle there's also a swinging target in the middle which you can hit um, but that tends to be a bit of a what we call a death shot so if you hit that it's probably a 60% chance it's going to come flying straight down the middle and you're screwed so <laughs> try not to hit that um good good pinball players will often hit not hit the obvious shots um the obvious shots are really designed to um screw you over so if uh, if mm. you watch me and daddy play black pyramid we'll never hit the shots in the middle we'll always try and hit the shots on the outside uh and then we'll keep on playing for an hour or two Oh, we'll try not to hit the ones in the yeah, middle. Yeah, we'll try anyways. and yeah, sometimes hit the ones in the middle, but you, <laughs> you yeah. try not to hit those ones. So. so you just see that you'll play for an hour or two. You mean like one game can last that long? Uh, generally not. No, that was a mu- most <laughs> There are a few games that can last that long. They Lord can of the do. Rings, Lord of the Rings, which um, I think there's one in location in Auckland in an arcade um, down by the cinemas on Queen Street. And that can, that's notorious for playing for so mm. long. I remember <laughs> good old dad over here played a game for like three hours once just because it's ridiculously long. Yeah, so some of the games, I actually ended up selling that game because it just became tedious to play. But uh, <laughs> I'd play it for 45 minutes and then I'd have to stop for a little while and let the flippers cool down because the flippers would overheat <laughs> and you'd lose all the power. So I'd have to stop it stop it when a ball drained, go off and have a cup of coffee, let it settle down for 20 minutes, then come back and play it some more. But that becomes tedious. So most of, the, most of our games that are at home now, we have them set up um, very tough for competition no extra ball all the extra balls and all our machines are turned off um, so they're all only three ball games and um, so yeah the average game at our, at our house a modern game probably if you're playing a two-player game might go for 20 minutes or 30 minutes mm. oh that's um, a bit long to that's, be honest i think yeah, it's more depends on well, we mean you play transformers we'll go yes. half an hour that's true yeah but, but someone's transformers, oh, that's transformers. awesome that's 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 must be really a fun part of this whole um business too you know the different styles of uh of artwork of themes and artwork yeah. well, the artwork's designed for, for the the newbie to pinball if you like or the average person in the street the artwork's the first thing that draws you in like anything like a design of a building or a car it's that's that initial view of it that will draw you in to play the game because at the end of the day people a lot of collectors forget that pinball machines are designed to take your 20 cent piece or these days a dollar that's what pinball machines are they're not supposed to be in people's houses <laughs> they're supposed to be in arcades or bars and um, take your dollars no difference from what the uh, space invaders machines were in the 80s and the 90s so um that's what they are. So you want the good artwork and the good themes to draw the average punter in to come and drop a dollar in and then hopefully get hooked and put a lot more dollars into it because mm. um, at the end of the day, pinball machines are money-making devices, no different from the pokey machines at Sky City, um, except that um, pinball machines, you don't win any money. All you win is heartache. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And so you guys are about to travel off again for another world competition, is that right? Do you want to tell me a little bit about, about that? Yeah, no. Um, well, we are actually going to America to play in the Open World Championship, is what it's called now, newly this year. It's uh, titled It Never Drains in Southern California. That's the event title. And it's just um, it's just a really fun event. It runs over a couple of days. I think it's uh, four or five days this time. Typically it runs over the weekend, just so everyone can fly in, you know, from all over the country or, um, you know, out of the country if it so happens. This one's a really big tournament, so that's why people come in. There are people coming from, like, Finland, you know, probably England and then, you know, all over Europe and then obviously from Australia. Australia and New Zealand. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I don't know if any Australians are going this time, but probably. Yeah, they're probably. So when you say open, do you have to have some level of qualification to enter, or this particular one? No, the, wow. this is a lot of the world championships for for most sporting events, including pinball. You have to qualify for. Mm. Like we've, Danny and I have played in the IFPA World Championship a number of times, and that's um, held in either Europe or America every year. And the top 64 players in the world get to quali- get qualified to play for that, or the two top players from each country get country exemptions so with me and Danny being the number one and number two in New Zealand we get to play in these things if we want to go so um this the open tournament's open to everybody um this is the first time they've run this format but I'm expecting there'd be four four to five hundred people there all playing in one competition so it should be could be reasonably chaotic um the biggest pinball tournament in the world is in uh, Pittsburgh every year called Pinburg and that's uh, that's capped at a thousand people so that's the good pinball machines need to be capped because you, you're sort of limited by the amount of pinball machines you've got. So yeah, I was going to ask, do you all do you play on the same machine in the competition? Yeah, so we play like Pinburg, for example, where a thousand people show up. That's um, they have about five hundred pinball machines set up. I know a little bit less, maybe maybe three hundred pinball machines all set up to play, and you play in groups of four. So you know, thousand divided by four, what's that? Two hundred and fifty groups of four, um, all all buzzing around the place, all playing banks of machines three at a time or four at a time at Pinburg and then you get scores per so you play in a four player group the best player the, the person who wins the game gets three points the person who gets second gets two points third gets one fourth gets nothing and then all your scores get tallied up at the end of the day and the top 40 get into an A finals and a B finals and a C finals so um yeah, it's um yeah that's that's the world's biggest format, but the um or biggest competition, but that's the biggest deciding factor is getting enough pinball machines for everybody to play because <laughs> you don't want to be standing around all day waiting to play your pinball machine. It's nothing nothing worse. So that's why competitions out at our house. Warm ups. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, got to do some finger yoga. Nah, not really. It's pretty chill. It's pretty chill. I think that's a good thing as well to note. Um, you play in four-player groups because most games are four-player games. You know, you can have four people playing the game. You know, um, mm. on rotation. Some games are one-player or two-player, but most are four-four-player, uh, especially if they're more modern. Um, and some games even have six-player options now. Wow. Yeah. It's good. Very social. <laughs> Very. And I think that's the nice thing about pinball. It is actually more yeah. social than people think. Because people will say to me, how can you have it be social when you're, like, playing pinball and got backs, you know, backs to the other group? And it's like, it's not like that. It's actually amazingly social. Mm. In just this indescribable way, I guess. Yeah. So, um, listeners, these two are going to be coming into Central City Library on February the 1st at 1 o'clock to give us a demonstration on the machine, show us all the tricks of this particular Black Pyramid machine that's coming that's to Auckland one. Libraries. Um, so do do come down and um, get all the tips for our own high school competition that we're going to be running. 
Oh, well, thanks so much um, for the time this morning. To no problem. We really look forward to seeing you back on the first. Best of luck for the competition. Yes. Thank you I so much. We'll, re about we'll, yep, we'll report back next month. Yes. Oh, and thank you for having us. It's been really fun. Thanks for tuning in to this Fun and Games podcast series produced by Ngā Pātaka Kōrero Auckland Libraries for your listening pleasure. The Fun and Games exhibition is open for viewing on Level 2 of Tāmaki Pātaka Kōrero, the Central City Library, during weekdays 9 to 5 and 10 to 4 on weekends. Level 2 Atrium has content available to enjoy all the times the library is open and enjoy additional activation of the exhibition with our ground floor game on. To hear more Auckland Libraries podcasts, you can subscribe by clicking follow through your podcast platform, leave us a comment or click like to share with others. Thank you.